Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Wishing everybody a happy new year out there. Today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2023. This is our 57th episode. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast, all we ask from you is you give us a little five-star rating, if that's possible, on the platform that you listen, you know, Apple and Spotify. Uh, anywhere else you might listen, if they also, you know, do that, please uh, go ahead. We appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit the subscribe button below and you throw a little comment and the like. You know, we always were responding to those comments. We love going back and forth with our fans. Uh, and also, guys, check out our brand new website. Uh, it's the Fantasy Baseball MDs. Uh, the link for it is in our link tree. Uh, that's on all of our social media platforms. It says Fantasy MD's website. Just tap that. It will bring you to our website. Our website has rankings, a lot of information about us personally, and we're also going to be posting articles on there sooner than later. Also, real quick, just wanted to give a shout out. You know, I know we're a baseball podcast, but Matt and I are from New York and, you know, we're both big football fans. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin, uh, the Buffalo Bills, the NFL, DeMar Hamlin's family, friends, all of them. We wish him the best. He's still in the hospital in critical condition. We're hoping for a speedy and quick recovery. You never like to see anything that, like that happen in sports. So we wish him the best. Uh, but I am your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, partner in crime, better half, Matthew Arne. Matt, how are we feeling today, brother? Doing great, man. Um, you know, shout out to Hamlin, you know, thank God he woke up today. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to let everybody know that our updated rankings will be updated on the website um, probably over the next couple of days. So everybody can just, you know, be patient. It's was done what like a month ago i posted those so yeah we're, we're going to be updating them soon as, yeah. as soon as we get closer to the season we'll be updating them pretty much weekly if not bi-weekly which means um once every other week not twice a week <laughs> right. so without further ado man you want to take it off Yes, sir. We're going to head into the news first. Um, just want to let you guys know our big topic of the day is going to be pitchers you should target for the 2023 uh, baseball season. We will hit that after the news, so please stay tuned for that. It's going to be a very informative, fun segment for um, all of you to listen to. With that being said, starting off with the news, Trevor Bauer, once again, a little bit of news on him. The official decision will be made tomorrow by the Dodgers, but... What I'm hearing, he's most likely going to be released if the Dodgers cannot find a trade partner for them. I heard they're talking to a few different teams trying to see if anybody will take him off their hands, but uh, hundred not 100% 100 sure that's go how that's going to go. So once again, stay tuned, and we will keep you posted on that. Uh, the Carlos Correa saga, once again, continues. I literally got news on this a couple of minutes before uh, we started recording this. So here's the thing. Carlos Correa and his agent, Scott Boris, have been in contact with another team. As for what team that is, we don't know yet. But the saga continues here. I think them and the Mets are still negotiating. I heard that if they Carlos Correa does sign with the Mets, that the contract is going to look very different than the original one that we saw. So with that being said, um, you know, just once again, Carlos Correa saga continu continues. Once more useful information breaks, Matt and I will uh, cover that and give you an in-depth breakdown. So for the big news here, something that we can actually talk about and, you know, get, get a deep dive into a little bit here, Rafael Devers, you know, um, signing an 11-year deal, $331 million to stay with the Boston Red Sox. Very, very interesting because I know Red Sox Nation has been upset with uh, the way that their team has been handled. You know, it's, the team just doesn't look good heading into the 2023 season. But they keep arguably their best young player on the team for, you know, signing for 11 years. And uh, let's just go over, you know, Matt, let's talk about Rafael Devers for a little bit, and we'll talk about where we have him ranked and how he did last year, right? 
So last year, Rafael Devers, you know, 25 years old, played 141 games, had 84 runs, 27 bombs, 88 RBIs, three steals, and he hit 295. It's arguably a down year for Mr. Devers, you know, where he hit 38 home runs in 2021, and then he hit 32 home runs in 2019. So I think maybe the batting average comes down a tiny bit. He's a career 283 hitter. Once again, Rafael Devers here. So I think the bombs maybe go up to about 35. Maybe the batting average drops 10 points to about 285. But Rafael Devers, still one of the most uh, talented young players, not only in baseball, but the game that we play as well as fantasy baseball. Just going to throw out where I have him ranked and then uh, pass it off to uh, my brother Matt here. Matt, actually, you could pick up on it because my rankings are taking a second here to load. So if you want to go ahead and uh, give a little rant. Actually, I got him third at third base. So that's um, I'm pretty high on Rafael Devers heading into this year, even though the Red Sox are not going to be a good team. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, Boston hasn't been handled very, uh, very well at all. It's actually really frustrating. I mean, good for Yankee fans. It's we don't want them good at all. But I have Devers ranked six. I just I oh. can't I can't do do him over like you that's know fair. guys like Austin Riley, Arenado, Bobby Witt. Those are the guys I have directly in front of him. So that's where where I'm at. But he's definitely worth the money. He's definitely why they probably didn't get some some uh, free agents that in the offseason, essentially, because they didn't have him locked down. So that they're not going to sign with a team that doesn't have their star locked down. This could bring in some new, you know, new trade bait, not trade bait, but like new free agent draw for the for the coming season, unfortunately, as Yankee fans in the AL, AL rivalry right there. But ultimately, I think Devers is going to have a good season. You know, he's always going to put up his counting stats, but the only thing probably will be down this year's runs. So. Other than that, you know, you're going to see a really nice batting average, really nice uh, RBIs and such, and home runs, of course, because the guy's got power out to Wazoo. Yeah, yes, sir. I man, I agree with everything that you said there. He's actually coming off the board fourth right now in um NFBC ADP um over the last month. When um when I'm guys when I'm referring to NFBC ADP today, it's going to be over the last month because I want to try and keep it updated. NFBC's um. For for uh, guys that really love fantasy baseball, they've been drafting since uh you know October first, which is absolutely crazy. So when I'm referring to NFBC ADP throughout this episode, it's going to be from December fifth to today, which is uh January fifth. It's ninety seven drafts worth of information, which is very still very useful you know um, amount of uh, drafts to go by this data here. So with that being said, guys, let's just move right into the our main segment, which I said is uh, going to be pitchers you should target for the 2023 fantasy baseball season. I have four. Matt has four. And in honor, on, in honor of the pitchers, I, I wore my Brewers Corbin Burns jersey. We're going with some more low-key names, but I had a, my boy Corbin Burns. Uh, absolute shout-out to him. He's been phenomenal over the last year, a uh, few years as far as starting pitcher goes. But, Matt, uh, you want to take the lead? Should I take the lead? How do you, how do you want to chop it up today? Eh, you know what? Let me take the lead because it's something yeah, I'm pretty excited it, about. Oh, so, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, buddy. <laughs> let's start with a little history, right? We're going to be talking about Tristan Tristan uh, McKenzie here. And going into last season, Dom was like, bro, you're pretty high on him. And I'm like, well, you know what? The guy showed a lot of stuff last year, especially at the end of the 2021 season. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give him a shot. Let's put him in the 50 range. And God, he paid off last year. He finished as the 49th uh, fantasy baseball player overall. And he finished with a sub three ERA, not much sub, but something of the sort, because he finished with a two nine six ERA, which was really nice, and under a one WHIP, which is really phenomenal. He had eleven wins at one hundred ninety Ks and one hundred ninety one innings. 
So you can't really beat that. And the Indians are only going to get better this year. I mean, Guardians, I apologize. Old habits die hard. But but one of the things I got to say is that, you know, they have a lot of young talent. Wins are going to be more of a feasible option for them. And to be honest, the kid's only going to get better. You know, I, I really did say he was going to be a Shane Bieber light, and I think he's going to make that third-year stride and be phenomenal, bearing a healthy season, which last year he really didn't have those problems. So I really do see him skyrocketing. I actually have have Tristan ranked pretty high this year and pretty uh, pretty boldly at 24 overall for uh, for pitching. So I think he's going to be incredible. I have him over guys like Tyler Glass now, Blake Snell, Framer Valdez. Luis Castillo, Severino, and Freddy Peralta. You know, these are guys that are, you know, names that have been around for a while. And Tristan, Tristan has been, is new to the to the game. But, I mean, honestly, the kid has upside to finish in the top 15 pitchers overall. So, you know, I'm a really big fan. Maybe I'm a little bullish on him, but I'm going to have him on every team this year. Yeah, Matt, I'm going to agree with everything you said there except one thing. Mm-hmm. I love Tristan McKenzie as well. Let's not let's not get that twisted. The only thing that I ha- I had him everywhere in 2020. I picked him up in every league I was in in 2020, and he he was a league winner in 2020 as a as a rookie when he came up. In 2020, Tristan McKen- McKenzie came up. He w- two wins, one losses in the short season. Three two four ERA. It was eight starts, 33 innings, 42 strikeouts, and an 0-9 WHIP. What kind of threw me off was the 2021. So Matt, Matt is right. I was a little bit down on him coming into last year. Still love them, still love them. But Matt was higher than him on me coming into last year. So last year, the thing was, um, you know, um, not last year. I'm sorry, two years ago, 2021. Let me correct myself. Two years ago, 2021. So in 2021, he had a 4.95 ERA, uh, 120 innings pitched, 136 uh, strikeouts, and a 118 whip. So that kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, now. He has great stuff, you know, has a has a, a very solid fastball, doesn't throw it hard, but it has a lot of movement. And, you know, he, he throws a throws a slide, good slider, good curveball, not, not great, but both very, very good. I think the slider is a little better than the curve, if I remember correctly. So I wasn't sure about how I felt about him coming into last year. So I did rank him a little bit lower. Now, the kid came out and absolutely dominated. Um, Matt, did you read off his stats from last year? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah, so, you know, he already dominated with that sub-3 RA, like Matt already mentioned, you know, sub-1 whip, uh, strikeout, almost strikeout per inning. Now, I have him ranked 26, so Matt and I are pretty much in step with that one. And, uh, guys, Tristan McKenzie is, you know, I I can't really add too much to what Matt already said, so I'm going to, you know, cut myself short here before I just repeat everything that my brother said. You know, he's just a dominant young pitcher. He's going to be 25 years old next year. Definitely agree with Matt. He's a must-have in every single draft, right? So let's move on. Uh, one of one of the guys that I'm targeting in all of my drafts last year, somebody that might be getting a little slipped on, uh, slept on, with um so many good starting pitchers for this year's Joe Ryan of the Minnesota Twins. Another guy that has very very um you know good stuff, not not great stuff, but the breaking stuff is a little better than the fastball with Joe Ryan. And he just, you know, he, he's been solid. Came up in uh, 2021, a uh, very short sample size. ERA was a little high at 405, but I don't think that really um, shows the kind of guy he was because his FIP was a 343. Once again, I always like to point this out. We're not huge on all the peripheral stats. There's other podcasts that do that. But FIP is a very good ERA indicator. You know, kind of shows you where the ERA should be if the defense lines up properly, right? And, you know, makes the plays that they're supposed to. So it was a 3-4-3 FIP. So that says, hey, that ERA of a 405 isn't really indicative of the type of pitcher Joe Ryan is. 
Um, the whip was a 078, which is absolutely phenomenal. Once again, 26 innings, 30 strikeouts with Joe Ryan in 2021. And then he comes out in 2022 as a 26-year-old, first um full league, uh, first full year in the big leagues. He got 13 wins, eight losses, 355 ERA, made 27 starts, 147 innings, 151 Ks, and a 110 whip. Now that's great for uh, Joe Ryan in his first full year of the, in the bigs. I I absolutely love him. I'm kind of targeting him in uh, every draft I can get him in. He I currently have him ranked at 48, but I I could see myself moving him up. But you know I kind I got Kopech one spot ahead of him. Probably will wind up changing that. And then I got somebody we're going to talk about a little bit later. You know I think uh, he might go hand in hand with uh, that guy. I got him under Chris Bassett. I think that's a great debate. I might throw Joe Ryan over Chris Bassett. And uh, I just want to check where he's going in um, NFBC ADP right now. So, if Matt, if you want to chime in uh, with your thoughts on Joe Ryan as I'm looking this up, uh, be my guest, brother. Sure, no problem. First off, I have him like 10 spots higher than Bassett. Okay, there you go. See, that's fair. I might have to change that. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. And real quick, Joe Ryan is coming off the board as the 60th pitcher. That doesn't. In, that that's not just starting pitchers because unfortunately NFBC doesn't. Um, show us the difference between uh, starting pitchers and relief. Uh, relief pitchers when it comes to, you know, ADP right now. So 60th pitcher off the board, hundred pick 148. So you can get, get him right now as your SP4, maybe five, you know, in a 12-man league. And I think that's going to be an absolute steal. Yeah, no, I have jo- Joe Ryan at 47 for starters. So oh, I'm, I'm right, so we're right, right in the same spot as always, brother. Great, we're, great. we're two in sync. <laughs> yeah. Great minds always think alike. This is what happens when you're friends Excellent. for over 20 years. But uh, one of the things I love about Joe Ryan is he's taking the right steps as a rookie pitcher. So, you know, he had a first, first, uh, his first appearance in the, I don't know, I'm going to say NFL, MLB, <laughs> MLB, you know, he had a nice appearance. He had really shines, a, showed a, showed a couple of good shining starts and things like that. And then he comes into the next season. And he's like, wow, look at this kid. You know, he's really, really thrown it hard. He's got a sub four ERA, which actually it's three, five, five, which is significantly lower than a year before, which now you're showing improvement, especially with more innings. They also trust him to go 145 deep, uh, excuse me, 147 deep. So that's a nice show. So I think that next year he's going to get, you know, third year in the bigs, a lot of exposure, kind of, kind of knows how to feel it. And they're probably going to let him hit like 160, 170 innings this year, which could mean more strikeouts uh, can help him get loose. Hopefully he comes in with a new pitch this year and, you know, he can deal with the league adjusting to him now. And I think he will, because usually pitchers that make this kind of progress over, over their uh, first two seasons in the MLB, their third season is usually pretty, pretty nice. You know, they pretty much explode and have a really nice season. I'm not going to say this kid's going to have like a sub three RA, but he's going to have a low three RA or just repeat this with more K's and, you know, get the job done and possibly lower this whip. I think Joe Ryan is an excellent, excellent uh, draft draft pick this year, and he's going to be on all my teams. Well, me and Dom are going to be fighting over in the leagues we're in together, but that's Definitely. one of those things. But uh, yeah, so we'll move Matt, on. Can from... I chime in on one more thing? If you'll let me, brother. If you'll let me. No, you're not allowed. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I know I talk too much sometimes, but there is one thing I just wanted to mention about Joe Ryan. It will take me a second. Sure. Joe Ryan was always a great pitcher in the minor leagues. In 2019, he pitched 123 innings, had a 196 ERA and a 084 whip. And then in 2021 in the minors, a 341 ERA with a 078 whip. 
So he's always been a stellar, stellar whip guy. So I think that 110 whip we saw last year might even come down a little bit. So once again, go get Joe Ryan. Amen to that, bro. That That's going to be phenomenal if he does that. That would be a really nice step forward. I think so. I think there's a chance. Because if, if uh, I always say if a guy shows a skill over a long period of time, that it will most likely come back uh, when they get to the bigs. Like if they show it in the minors, there's always a good chance that it will come back once they get to the bigs. Yeah, buddy. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite pitchers. This guy I've been on for years. Um, this is Mr. Gilly Gilly, Logan Gilbert. Yes. Sir. You know, we just start screaming dilly dilly, but we're going to go gilly gilly for him. So what I love about Gilly is he took some major strides. You know, this is his third season in the MLB. You know, his first season wasn't as impressive as as uh, our, our guy Joe Ryan. He had a higher ERA. He finished with a four six eight. ERA, but he showed so much potential. And you know what? Especially towards the end of his stint in, the, in his first year of the, the bigs. So when I when I was calling this last year, I was calling my shot and I'm like, yo, this kid's going to blow up this year. He's incredible. He was the number one pitching prospect the year he got called up. And I called it. I hit it right on the head. He finished. He had 185 innings, which is phenomenal from going from 119 to 185 and handled it like a pro. He had 13 wins. He had 174 uh, Ks. A 320 ERA and a 1 118. I'm sorry, a 118 whip. Now, ain't if that's not an impressive showing on the second year in the big full season in the bigs, I don't know what is. And I think this year it's only going to get better. Seattle is also a better team this year. I think that they're now with their young squad, especially with Mr. Julio. I think that they're going to want to take it to the next level and really step it up and put the team behind him. And he's going to be one of their aces for a long time coming. I think. This season's going to be that stepping stone where he solidifies himself, and as and I'm bullish. I really am top twenty five arm. I think this kid is going to be incredible, but I don't think I have him ranked that way. Let me look real quick. I have his number thirty two overall. I mean, I'm bullish on the guy of what his upside is, but I'm also realistic. So you know, I'm not drafting this guy as a twenty five. I'm not going to draft him up at his upside, but I am going to try and snag him as my my number three pitcher. You know, I think he's definitely worth a number three pitcher. Actually, in some cases, he might be your number two. So you'll see how it depends on the draft falls. But I'd be very comfortable with him as my number three. A little hesitant as my number two. But you know what? If I have to, I'll take it. And if I and I won't even bat an eye. This kid is a great talent. And you're going to thank me at the end of the year. Yeah, Matt. We, we, we love us a little gilly gilly over here at the Fantasy Baseball MDs, right? Yeah, so, Matt, to your point here. Logan Gilbert, NFC ADP, once again, over the last month, 97 drafts, coming off the board as the 45th pitcher. Once again, that includes relief pitchers. So Steel. let's say maybe like, let's say maybe like 38, right? So you, you could get him as your number three. It's a pick 112 for Logan Gilbert right now. So I think that's absolutely a steal to get Logan Gilbert outside the top, uh, top 100. And I have him ranked once again, right in step with you. I got him at 36. But I could see him moving up by, you know, by the time I do a real deep dive on all of my pitchers. And um, there's a couple of guys that I got above him that I already could see. Like, like I got Kevin Gaussman above him and I don't like, I don't like Kevin Gaussman. He's okay. You know, good strikeouts, you know, gets you a lot of innings, but the whip was super high with Gaussman last year. And I think Logan Gilbert's upside is absolutely phenomenal. Right now, last year, the thing with Logan Gilbert is, he didn't have that K per nine that you're looking for, right? He was uh, he was under the K per nine, 185 innings, 174 Ks. Here's the thing, though. In the minors, was always over, well over a K per nine. In his rookie season, well over a K per nine. I think this year, 
the sneaky thing is, is that he can get back up to that Cape or not, right? So if Logan Gilbert comes out as a 26-year-old this year, throws around 200 innings, I think it could sneak up and you could see him get to at least, you know, if he pitches 200 innings, he gets to 210, 220, 225 with the Ks. And the thing is, Logan Gilbert's fastball is is he throws gas. I think he averaged around 96 miles an hour uh, last year on that fastball. I think as he matures as a young man and uh, um, a pitcher, it, it, the sky is the limit. Once again, pitch starting pitching is so deep this year that you can get a guy like this as your number three, and it, he could he has ace upside potential like Matt said. Matt's at top 25. I'll even go above that. He could be a top 15 pitcher by the time that the year is done. He's so young, a lot of upside. Uh, you know, I believe I believe he's a big fella. Yeah, 6'6", 215 pounds. You know, bro, we're just it, waiting for that man body, bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I hope your boy Tristan McKenzie could do that too. He looks like you know a little a little frail out there sometimes, which scares me. Reminds me of a young Chris Sale. You know, uh, sometimes uh, uh, what Tristan McKenzie. You know, but Logan Gilbert, I think he if he fills out that frame, you know, puts a little bit more muscle on, gets himself up to about six six two thirty. Uh, sky is the limit, Matt. Sky is the limit. So uh, I, I think you covered him good enough, and I think I threw in my two cents. So let's move on. Uh, who do I want to go with next? Um, Matt, let's do another one of our boys, and then um, I'll separate to you know uh, some guys that um I know you're hiring this guy too, so might as well we'll both rant about him real quick. It's Blake Snell, and if you guys listened to us at all last year, the thing with Blake Snell is is that his changeup is absolute garbage. He needs to take that changeup, shoot it, and bury it behind the barn, and never throw it again. Bro, straight lassie, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. That's what I was trying to get at here because yeah, man, uh, when he stopped throwing it last year, let me see if I could pull up those stats because there was a certain point, and Matt and I covered it when when uh, Blake Snell, you know, turned that corner. We were like, oh, let's go. We went on. I believe it was. Um, I want to give the proper shout out. I think it was Baseball Savant, which actually breaks down each start, all of the pitches that you know the pitchers throw, and we looked. And I think in that start, he threw like 100 pitches and it was like one changeup. So it's like, yo, if Blake Snell could just do that all the time, you know, he'll be the most that one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball, right? Excuse me a second. I got to take a sip of this water. I'm, I'm like dying over here. Bro, I told you, you know, stop hitting the corners before you start the podcast. But, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe back in the day, but I, I, I'm not so much anymore. You know, I'm trying to live that, you know, that good lifestyle, right? So um, let's, uh, I found it here. I believe the start um, that we're referring to was um, July 23rd against the Mets, right? Blake Snell, little, it was a mini breakout. It wasn't the huge breakout, but he went five innings, gave up four hits, no runs, two walks, five Ks, right? And at that point in time, his ERA was a 4.75, right? So peep this. From July 23rd through October 2nd, which Blake Snell, I believe, ended the year, if I'm looking at this correctly, Matt, uh, let me see. Hold on. I don't want to get this wrong, guys. I I don't want to I don't want to get dirty here. Actually, okay. So he finished the year with a 3.38 ERA, right? So from that time was 4.75, chopped it down in 14 starts to a 3.38. And over that time, once again, it was 14 starts for Blake Snell, 78 innings, 105 strikeouts, 2.19 ERA, and let's uh check out that whip was actually a little bit over one. It was like it was like a 101, 101 whip. 
So if Blake Snell can, you know, keep that form over a full year, we've seen what he could do when he won the Cy Young a few years back, you know? I think Blake Snell just has all the upside in the world. He just really needs to get his head in the game. I think that's his problem. Some He reminds me of, like, Zach Branke, somebody that is great at baseball, but the mental is just, like, you know, a little all over the place at times. I just wish he would really focus on baseball and and just stay and just stay locked in, man. Get ditch that change up and be one of the best pitchers in baseball, hands down. Just gonna check where I got him ranked because I know it's kind of high. I actually got Blake Snell at thirty one, which I think is reasonable. You know, it kind of weighs in that risk that maybe you know he he has those blow up starts where he wants to throw the change up too much. But I think uh, at thirty one, you know, if you can get Blake Snell as once again, your number three, maybe I'd have to move him down a little bit for him to be your number three in a 12-man league. But I think that's where I'd be targeting him right now. And he's going off the board, 53rd pitcher on NFB ADP over the last month, uh, pick pick 123. So I think that's a, that's a good spot for him. That's fair. I have five spots higher of a 26. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, man, let's hear the Blake Snow rant. I mean, what Brett Blake did at the end of that season was just incredible. Yeah. You know, Don, we don't even need to talk about that changeup, but he's one of Very those pitchers. Like even even with knowing what he does with that changeup, I still drafted him pretty high last year, and I pro- I'm still willing to do it this year. The upside's there. I maybe shoot myself in the foot. It is a risky pick. Don't get me wrong. Now it is. I I just hope hopefully somebody in his camp kind of sits him down and says, "Yo, this is what spring training's for. If it's not working in spring training, it ain't gonna work in the season. You know, let's try it again next year." But. You know, let, let, let's just shoot that one buried out in the back and call it a day. But at the end, long story short, the reason why I have him so high is that upside is going to be incredible and you can't really pass on it. You may call me crazy, but I mean, hey, if you want to draft him where Dom is, we're not in the same draft, you'll probably get him. But if we are, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard for you to get it from me. But um, that's enough on, Bla- on Blake Snell. Um, we kind of beat that one to the death. Now let's talk about my other favorite pitcher, a young guy, somebody that just like, absolutely blew up last year and i'm very happy about it and that's mr nick ladolo from the cincinnati reds i knew you were going there yeah it's my boy i was so on him i love him i love him too i was so on him going into last year and you know when he finally got the call and was like yo i'm here boys i was like oh my god oh my god this kid's about to do and he did it you know he started off a little rough but man in 103 innings he had four wins 131 k so that k per nine is spectacular uh they had a 3.66 era and a 125 whip which whip which is a little high but you know what we could deal with it with a young pitcher he never he never had those problems in the minors he also adjusted to the bigs so he's going to be stellar and bring that on down and probably get you more k's and definitely get you a little bit more deeper into the season this year it's going to be an incredible season for nick lodolo i think that the only thing that's stopping him is you know he he does pitch in the reds ballpark which is terrible so that's why his his ERA is never going to be that low three but sub two ERA sub three ERA, but he's still going to be a great start start for you every week on week week in and out. You know he best case scenario he's like Lucas Giolito in his prime. You know a three four three five ERA with a low WHIP and a bunch of K's and a ton of wins. Well, maybe not a ton of wins. It's the Reds, but <laughs> but you know one of those things. So where I have him right now is actually pretty, pretty nice, you know, right where I think he should be for the season right now, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of risk, but a lot of reward, but not completely burying him where other people are probably going to draft him, you know, much, much lower than me. And I have him at number 50 overall for pitcher. 
I think that's a fair spot. You know, I have him right in front of Lucas Giolito, uh, Drew Rossison, Eric Lauer, Chris Sale, and Sanga. You know, Sanga. Um, <laughs> Yo, that that, in there. That's, I like that. I like that for, for Kodai. That's a good one. Yeah, might have to get a drop for that. But anyway. Definitely. Uh, it, it, you know, I just think he's going to be incredible this year. And to be honest, he's, he's going to be definitely worth the pick. You know, that's your pitcher for almost five, honestly. So, you know, you'll be happy with that pick and he's going to end up being one of your best pitchers in, in your lineup and you're going to get him nice and cheap. Definitely look out for Nick Lodolo. Yeah, Matt. See, the I, I agree with everything. There is one thing that I do have to say. I, I listen to a lot of fantasy baseball stuff, a lot of podcasts, a lot of news and everything. And it just seems among experts, he's like the darling. Like everyone's talking about him. Every I, I right now in uh, NFBC ADP, right? Nick Lodolo's coming off the board, fifty-six pitcher, uh, pick one thirty-five, and I love that. That's that's great. That's great, great value for Nick Lodolo. But I just feel like by the time we get to draft season, oh, if everyone, does. if everybody's listening to you know all the experts, including us, you know they're gonna see that we all love Nick Lodolo. And Nick Lodolo is going to go from – I have him ranked right where you do. I have him 53rd. I, I can see by drafting, if he's moving above guys like Gilbert, like Joe Ryan, who we spoke about, like like I'm just – even Blake Snell, like the three guys we just spoke about, I wouldn't take Lodolo over any of them. The thing is with Lodolo is that he does pitch in, you know, Cincinnati. Um, the whip, a little bit questionable. I know Matt's right. He was always a good whip guy in the minors. But uh, let's see, did he, he, in the minors, he, he, he's thrown less than a hundred innings, right? So you don't really know if that's going to come back and if the, the good whip is going to stick. So I, I'm not, I'm not over the top with Nick Dole, like everyone else in the industry uh, is, but I love him. I think he's a great, I think he's a great pitcher. I think the value's good on the Dolo right now, but if draft season comes around and he's pushed up to pitcher, let's say 30, 35, I can't justify taking him that. Now, I did the kind of negative. Let me switch back to the positive because I do love Nick Lodolo. As Matt said, when he, he was getting called up last year, Matt and I were fighting for him in every league. And he had his ups and downs, but he does remind me of the, the stats remind me of Shane McClanahan in his rookie year, right? Because Shane McClanahan came up and he had that uh, middling, you know, he had that middling ERA. The whip was over 1-2 for McClanahan in his rookie year. And then he came out last year and he was absolutely lights out. And, uh, you know, Nick Lodolo has that kind of upside. He's going to be 25 this year. He's young. The only thing is the wins are not going to be there on that on that Reds team. That's not going to be good. And the whip scares me. He's going to have a good ERA. He's going to have a lot of strikeouts. So he's going to help you in those categories. But once again, when you're looking for four categories from your starting pitcher and you're most likely only going to get two from Lodolo, it scares me a little bit. So that's my thoughts there on Nick Lodolo, guys. If you can get him as your SP4, I probably like him better as a five. Great. But if he's pushing up to your SP3, I'm taking Gilbert. I'm taking Joe Ryan. I'm taking Blake Snell over him. So, all right, guys, I think we're going to do one more here and then uh, we might wrap things up. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I got to go with my boy. I got to go with Drew Rasmussen, guys. Drew Rasmussen last year was uh, absolutely, I think, a league winner in most leagues. I watched his whole start where he almost threw a no-hitter. Forget who it was against, even though I did watch the whole game. Um, but he almost came one out away, pitched like nine, uh, I mean, 8.2 innings of no-hit ball. And I forget who it was, you know, got that hit off of him. And it was just... Tough to see. So Drew Rasmussen last year, um, you know, only once again, young guy, only 26 years old, had 11 wins, seven losses, 2-8-4 ERA, 28 starts, 
146 innings, 125 Ks, and a 104 whip. May not be a huge K guy, but I just love what Drew Rasmussen has to offer. He has great control, you know, great stuff. Uh, he's on Tampa Bay, which is notoriously known to have, um, you know, good starting pitching. And I think he's just a part of that um, good core as far as young starting pitching goes, you know, for um, Tampa Bay. Uh, I have him ranked at 45. I think that's fair. If you can get him as your SP4, I think that's absolutely great. Once again, probably would like him more as my SP5, but, you know, you may have to, you know, sneak up to get him, especially with these great numbers he had last year. But, guys, Drew Rasmussen, I think definitely a, a safe pick coming into this year. Uh, I don't think he's ever really going to be a K per nine guy, so don't draft him with thinking that the Ks are going to go up this year. But he has great control. You know, Tampa Bay should be a little bit better this year than they were last year, so the wins are probably going to be there. And, uh, you know, good ERA, good whip for the kid. Yeah, I mean, Rasmussen didn't have a, a terrible K per nine. He was only like two off from uh, well, from his total innings in the last season. In the season before, he had seventy six innings and seventy three yeah, Ks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I would hope at least he gets to a K per nine. I don't see it, foresee it happening, but I mean, if he does, yeah. if he if he shows that kind of potential, he's going to be ranked much higher la- next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, his control and command is just absolutely rid- ridiculous. This kid is a definitely could be a fantasy darling if he can get that that to to par with everything else that's why i have nicodolo one spot higher than him but the kid has has gas and that tampa bay park is just outrageous but i mean at the end of the day there's really not much left to say about him i i think we covered yeah, it Matt, all chime in with your last one chime in with your last one brother let's let, let's get him in there because i know it's one of your boys and i i actually like him too all right fine well, i was gonna we'll give away one of my trade secrets here so this is uh miami marlins pitcher uh braxton garrett braxton garrett was somebody that you know, I found mid-year and I'm like, yo, if this kid gets called up, man, oh man, we're going to have a lot of fun. And when he did, he did. And it was wonderful. So he's a strikeout machine if anybody hasn't caught on to that. So in 88 innings, he had three wins, 90 Ks, a 3.58 ERA, and a 1.25 whip. He throws gas. And the kid, kid has some nice pitches. I'm really hype on him, especially that he's on the Marlins. I mean, that's the one you know that ballpark is wonderful for him so his era is not going to be inflated but the only problem with being on the marlins too is they're just not going to win games you know <laughs> like if jess jess chisholm's can get off the flanges list then you know maybe they might get a few for him but that's really just about it but i mean you could see what sandy alcantara is he's pretty limited on in the wins category but he's absolutely phenomenal and everything else you know across the board so it's one of those things where i'm pretty much like hey if he's sitting there learning from Alcantara and going to take his craft to the next level, well, let's go. Dom? Yeah, bro. Uh, Matt, I, I just want to point out, right now, NFBC ADP, Braxton Garrett is the 151st pitcher off the board. Pick 576. Bro, give me that. That's my last guys, pick of the draft. I mean, yeah, guys, if you go out there and you take Braxton Garrett as your last pick maybe he moves up a little bit as draft season comes along people start finding out and talking about him uh that's that's the best last pitcher you can possibly get right now um i i love i love braxton garrett as well he was somebody matt and i talked about a lot last year you know when he was uh had first come up was coming up and towards the end of the year guy was lighting it up i know he was playing like pittsburgh and some bad teams but there was 10 strikeout 11 strikeout a lot of big strikeout games for the kid it's only going to be 25 this year. I think he is legitimately the perfect last pitcher, you know, you could take off the board. 
And, yep. uh, you know, with that being said, um, don't think we're going to have time for too much else today. You know, guys, um, we're going to try and keep things rolling here um, as we get closer to fantasy baseball season here at the Fantasy Baseball MD. So stay, you know, tuned in here with us. And we'll be providing you with uh, some of the best uh, fantasy baseball information in the industry as far as I'm concerned, you know. But, um, guys, until next time, see you. Peace.